Welcome to Agribusiness Conversations, the podcast with your business in mind. We are talking agribusiness, its hardships, its successes, and its emerging opportunities. Subscribe today to hear from leaders in the agriculture industry as they tackle challenges and provide you and your business with solutions. My guest on the show today is Jill Wilson. Jill comes from a generational ranching family in the Globe area. She's a sharp businesswoman, mother, wife, and insurance agent who specializes in a product available through the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Risk Management Agency. The Rainfall Index, Pasture, Rangeland, and Forage Coverage, also known as the PRF. So Jill, thanks for being on the show. Did I miss anything about you? Do you want to share a little bit more about yourself? You covered it pretty well. Fantastic. Well, Jill, many people in the audience have heard about the Pasture Range and Forage Program, but let's pretend that you're explaining it to someone who has never heard of it before. When did the program begin and how is it funded? So the program really is kind of interesting because it is really one of the first things that's a financial safety net for ranchers. You know, farmers have had crop insurance, federal crop insurance for decades and decades, and there really hasn't been a good fit for ranchers until this program. It originally was a pilot program. It still is in 2006 in the Midwest. And in 2016 was the first year Arizona was able to kind of participate in it. So it's taken a little bit of time to kind of learn about it. And it's a really great program. Finally, something for grazing ranchers, which I think is really nice. Absolutely. That's really important for those of us in the agriculture industry. I mean, we're all pretty well aware that that farming has kind of had these products available, but you know, this is new for the ranching industry. So why is this program important to beef producers specifically and how does it work? So it is, like you said, it's a division of the USDA. So there is a, under their umbrella, there's a division called RMA, which is Risk Management Agency. They are the ones that control all of the federal crop insurance programs. So this one was designed to ensure against your lack of rainfall. Basically, as a rancher, we need it to rain so that we can grow forage. And if we don't get enough rain, then typically we have three options. We either sell early and sell light. If we're lucky enough to have greener pastures that we can truck our cattle to, we can do that. Or we can feed out. And for us specifically on our ranch, you know, we're on forest service, so we can't feed out and we don't have any greener pastures. So for a few years, we've had to sell early and sell light due to lack of forage. You know, when you, when your calves just run out of feed, we got to sell them a lot earlier than we normally would. So this gives us that little bit of financial cushion that we didn't have before. So what it does is it's based on NOAA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Association. They have rainfall data back from 1948 to current, so like 71 years. We do a detailed analysis on your piece of ground specifically, and then after that, I I do a lot of history, and then after that, I look and see what's best for you, like walk you through and make you understand the program, not just sell it to you. I figure that it's more important for me to teach than to sell. I want you to know what your options are. Whether you choose to buy it somewhere else, it's up to you, but you know, I just want to, I want everybody to be, to have a good understanding of it. 
Well, and I think that's important and what makes you a really great agent for the product because you really are going out there and educating people about it, which is part of the reason why I really wanted you on the podcast. Now, something that strikes me is how important this product is, especially for public land grazers and ranchers that really don't have a lot of options as far as feeding their animals. So how do you go about helping your clients choose what months to select for for coverage and why is that important? Well, this program allows many insurance periods. Basically, they're, instead of a 12-month calendar, it gives us about 11 months and they're two-month averages. So for example, it's January, February, and then February, March, and throughout through to December. Well, in Arizona, we graze year round. You know, in the Midwest, they don't. So for us, we need to grow feed all year round. We're not just trying to grow our feed in the summer and then, you know, put them in a barn and feed out in the winter months. So it's for me, it's really important to try to spread your risk out throughout the entire year. You're grazing year round. So I personally like to see, you know, what is the history shown on that piece of ground, but let's also try to make it the least risky because you do graze year round. So let's try to make your options as spread out as possible, you know? And that goes into the second part of my question, which is how do you help a client determine how much coverage they need? And I'm sure that the history of that land has a lot to do with it. Well, it does. But the first and most important thing is I want to know what kind of budget they have. I want to know if they had to write a check today, what could they do that would not drastically change their operation? And that's a good first start. You know, we can grow from there. I've got many ranchers who just started out a little bit at a time because I have to see a lot of my ranchers again. And it's important to me to not do things that are just fattening my pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Um, And I want to make sure that just because this is a good program and it's paid out pretty significantly in the past, it's not a guarantee. And if you have to write that check, I don't want it to change how you operate your business. So we start out kind of with that in mind, or at least that's kind of what I tried to suggest. If you had to write a check, what could you do without it changing your operation? So that's kind of the position that I start out as. And then we can, we still find out the best history but I base it based on their budget. So is that when you're bringing on a new client or you're teaching someone about this product, is that really where you start? You start with their budget and then start looking into the history, start looking into location and then rainfall. Am I hearing that correctly? Well, for the most part, I actually do the history first because I want to know if it's a good piece of ground or not. Is it even worth it to that rancher? Um, There are some areas that it's not worth it in a part of the program when it's intended because they get enough rainfall. There are areas that it just doesn't make sense. So I kind of do the history on it first, and then I give them their maximum risk if they wanted to go all in just so they know. And then we can always work down from there. So I show them the full kit and caboodle, all the history and what the maximum insurance premium would be, what their maximum indemnities they may receive. And then we always just go, okay, well, let's just start with what budget works for you. The history, the data, the selections are still going to be the same, whether you start little or you go big. Okay. Yeah, that was a sort of a question that just came to mind as we were talking. I'm like, where does she start? <laughs> right, right. I do a lot of history first. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of research. Wonder your clients appreciate it. Well, I love to do it. I like finding out, so it's fun for me. 
I'm suspicious and I suspect that you know probably some of the best grazing land out here in the Southwest right now. So Uh, I've got a lot of it covered, but there's still a lot that could be covered. That's for sure. All right, Jill. So my next question is, and this kind of confuses people. Can you explain the pricing methodology for the pasture range and forage program? And how is it determined to reflect the replacement cost of feed and losses that producers experience when there are precipitation shortfalls? Sure. So like I said, it's RMA establishes the rates and they have some algorithm that has to do with lease rates and hay prices and all kinds of different things, but they are set and controlled by them. It's insurance and it's just that we pay our premium in attempt to maybe never have to use them. That's the goal of all of our other insurances, right? Like you pay it hoping you're never going to have to use it, but that it's there when you need it. So USDA sets the price through RMA. It doesn't change based on what agent you use. Their strategy is what changes the price of your program. Okay. And when you say strategy, you're talking about the months that are selected and the budget and the history and everything. That's the strategy that you're referring to. Correct. There's coverage levels, there are productivity factors. There's a lot of variables in there that, you know, the prices are set. You can change a lot of variables that could drastically change your program. Okay. Thanks for that point of clarification. So I know that producers in the last couple of years have been like, oh, well, it's raining a lot, especially in these winter months. And we're not seeing those checks that we're normally seeing. But at the same time, it's insurance. So out of a 10-year window, how often can a producer expect a payment. And then I have a really fun follow-up question for you. Okay. So like I say, it's generally based on the hundreds of different locations of ranches that I have done analysis on. Typically out of 10 years, the rancher will have a net indemnity about seven years and roughly one to two years, it's a wash and roughly one to two years they pay in. So typically that's about average. In Northern Arizona and New Mexico, it's very different averages. So like I said, it's not a fit for everybody. It just depends on where you are. The goal is, is if you don't have enough rain to produce your forage, you get some insurance proceeds from that. So that's really kind of the goal of it. But you know, if you get some net money, seven out of 10 years, that's a pretty darn good deal. Even if you had to pay in the three years, you know? Absolutely. And when you're looking at it from an insurance perspective, it's really a a good business tool when you can look at it as an option. So my favorite question that I love to ask you, and I know I've asked you this before because I love hearing you explain it, but you have a very practical outlook on how producers can use their payout and really save their insurance for following years. Can you explain and elaborate a little bit on that? So it's very important to me to make sure that they realize that this isn't just a windfall. It is insurance. And there will be years that you will need to pay in. I suggest that they put at least two years of their premium money away. We, our ranch, we have a savings account we call our rainy day fund. So that in the event we need to pay it, it's there. The excess is there for you to use however you want. I've seen lots of people make amazing improvements to their ranch that they may not have ever been able to or not for a really long time. We've been able to purchase new squeeze chutes. You know, we have a new calf table. I have a neighbor who bought a water truck. I have some people who bought some new stock trailers. There's a lot of capital improvement that they've been able to do that they may not have been able to do. But I still encourage, you know, you as soon as you get that money in, if you can put that premium away, so then you got that that cushion in case you need it for the years like last year, you know, 
30 of my 36 ranchers had to pay in. Luckily, a lot of them actually did put some money away. So it was, you know, they used it wisely. RMA doesn't currently review any of the records, but someday they might. And what I like is that this is more validity for the honest, hardworking ranchers, that they're not just off on a trip to Tahiti. (laughs) Right. Well, and I always appreciate when agent or anyone that is selling a product says, hey, I'm not just selling you my product. I'm also going to give you a little bit of extra business advice so that for the long term, you're going to be okay. And there's going to be that longevity there in your business and our relationship. So Jill, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So coming from a ranching family, when did you realize that this was a product your own family needed to consider? So in 2015, we bought it. We're the only two ranchers in the county that bought it for the 2016 calendar year. So 2016 was the first year that RMA released it nationwide. The guy who sold it to us came in from Oklahoma. He was a really nice guy, but I just knew that there were no agents in Arizona licensed. And I tried really hard to figure out how to get certified to really understand the product because even how he explained it is not how I teach it. So I knew that we had a lot of friends, a lot of neighbors that this could be incredibly beneficial for. And I know a lot of ranchers have a hard time taking that step, that kind of leap of faith, especially when it's something so foreign to them. So it really helped seeing how we did it. And I tell them our dollar amounts and I explained to them how we did it because we're not really any different than everybody else, how they ranch. So it was important to me really to make sure that every rancher I knew at least understood it. Even if they weren't comfortable buying it, my goal is to educate and just to teach, to teach, to teach. That's really what makes me very happy. Well, I love that. And that brings up a question to mind. As you're going out and educating producers on this opportunity, what is the most or a couple of the most commonly asked questions that you get? A couple things. One is, you know, what am I going to get? How much money is it going to cost me? And really it takes a lot of research to find that out. And I try to do that ahead of time. They really kind of don't have a real clear understanding. They've had a lot of maybe agents from other states or even some other agents in the state of Arizona. They're just sales pitch. They just tell them they're going to make money. They're going to make money, but they don't understand the concept of of the insurance program. So the questions are more of, trying to get real truths about it and understanding how the program works. That's what I have found the most is they really kind of just don't really understand it. They've just been sold it. I see. So a little bit of suspicion, maybe like, oh, this sounds too good to be true. Absolutely. And of course it does, especially when you hear it from your neighbors and your friends and, you know, the salesperson coming from Texas or New Mexico or somewhere else who they don't have a vested interest in them. And I really feel like I do. It's, I don't sleep well at night if I'm worried about all of my clients. One of the things that I've always appreciated about you, Jill, and especially as you're going out and talking about this product is one, you're using it yourself with your, your own family's ranch and their experience with it. And you really understand ranching, whereas somebody else from maybe Oklahoma isn't always going to understand public lands ranching and how we do it out here in the West. So you do. You bring a lot of value and credibility here. I really appreciate that. So, Well, thank you. So just sort of as a wrap up, is there anything that maybe we've missed that we're talking about today that you would like the audience to know? 
Well, this really is a great program. And I know maybe a lot of their neighbors or, or even some of them may have to pay in in 2019. Really still is one of the best programs for ranchers that you may have ever had. And, you know, I would say don't let one or two years in the past 10 scare you. Um, work with someone you really trust and learn why it's a good program and how it can benefit you. Thanks, Jill. Now, what is the best way for ranchers and producers to reach you? I'm an agent for Farm Bureau, and I'm in Globe. My family's the Griffin family. I'll give you my cell phone. You can call me directly anytime, 602-284-6856. Amber has my information. You can share it freely anytime you want. You know, you can always just look on Farm Bureau and look for Jill Wilson in Arizona, and I'll show up there. I probably know you or your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Without a doubt, you do travel a lot, Jill but it's much appreciated on our behalf. I truly, truly love what I do. I never in my life thought I would have a job where I got to talk ranching and cattle and rain every day and then help clients and ranchers and neighbors really get something that they've never had the opportunity to have before. So I love, love what I do. Oh, I like hearing that. Well, Jill, to end on such a positive note, I really want to thank you for being on the podcast today. I'm always excited when I get someone as enthusiastic and as authentic as you. So a hearty thank you from me. Well, thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity, Amber. And thank you for thinking of me. That wraps up this episode of Agribusiness Conversations. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.